Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Well, thank you for joining us for a very special episode of Everything Under the Sun, the AccuWeather podcast. I am not Regina Miller. I am uh, producer Andy Robb, and I am joined in the studio by director of audio services, Ken Prell. Hi. How are you, Andy? I'm great. You certainly are not Regina. (laughs) Thank you very much. Regina on vacation, but we do have another special guest in the studio joining us today. uh, Somebody who's been on the podcast before, but hasn't been on in a while. I'm talking about senior technical account manager and meteorologist Mark Ionelli joining us in the studio. That's correct, although... Not by day, only by night. It's not my official title, not what I do for a living. And also former hockey player as well. That's right, yeah, so I'm, I, I like to consider myself the family meteorologist. That's the only time I'm called upon. <laughs> <laughs> well, hockey, that's why we brought Mark into That is exactly why, because coming up this Saturday at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, the stadium series between the Flyers and the Penguins, and we are talking about that today. We will be joined by Dean Matsuzaki, the NHL's Executive Vice President of Events, to talk about the rink construction, what goes into planning an outdoor game, and so much more. You don't want to miss it. Nope, coming up next. Well, we have the exciting honor and privilege of being joined on the phone by Dean Matsuzaki, the NHL's Executive Vice President of Events, to talk about the Stadium Series. Thanks so much for taking time to speak with us today. Hey, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Must be really exciting to be uh, back in Philadelphia. This is the second time that uh, the NHL has been there following the 2012 Winter Classic. What's it like to be back? Oh, it's uh, it's great to be back, and uh, the Flyers have been uh, winning a few games. The town is uh, talking about hockey, so it's it's great to be here. When it comes to uh, planning out an outdoor game like the Stadium Series, the Winter Classic, or any outdoor game, what kind of factors go into selecting the venue? Lots of different factors. Uh, obviously, the market and venue size, capacity, venue availability. You know, the last time we were here in Philadelphia, we were here with our Winter Classic game, which always happens on on New Year's Day, and I know the Eagles and Lincoln Financial Field, they were interested at the time, but with the NFL schedule, it's, it's very difficult to, to schedule our Winter Classic into an NFL stadium, so this time we were able to come back with our Stadium Series game, which avoids the uh, NFL season, so it was uh, their turn to host one. It was great. How different is the setup between a baseball stadium and a football stadium? Well, the actual rink itself will will be the same, but the setup and the the load in it's it, it can be a little different. You know, in the baseball stadium, we're usually dealing with a lot longer pipe runs because the access to the field is usually uh, out in the outfield somewhere. Um, and actually, at Citizens Bank Park, just across the way here, we actually had to run our ice pipes up, kind of through the bullpen and over the concourse to the to the exterior of the building. Here, they've got three different. Uh, large tunnel accesses uh, to the field uh, here at Lincoln Financial. And also, uh, with the large tunnels, we're able to bring our our supplies and our trucks right onto the field for unloading, whereas everything has to be forklift in at, a, at most baseball stadiums. So the, the difference really comes into the setup and the load-in, but the final product, you'll see the, uh, the exact same rink that you would see 
for this game that we saw in 2012. Dean, tell us a little bit about the largest mobile refrigeration unit that the NHL has to, uh, you know, kind of make the ice for these games. Yeah, that's a truck, a tractor trailer that we had custom built for us so we would be able to take this, this outdoor game around to various different markets and uh, give us enough refrigeration capacity for warm markets and then also be able to react to sudden changes in, in temperature and uh, weather conditions. About how long does it take to uh, generally construct the rink? From the day we get into the stadium to, to when we're, we're skating on the ice, we usually like that to be 12 days to two weeks. We can accelerate that a little bit, but uh, really the rate determining step is the actual the rink build. We have to get a solid, solid base underneath the rink first and then our, our freezing plates then we get our boards in place, and then we can start spraying and building ice. And we like to take our time to build a good quality ice sheet. Have you guys looked at the weather at all now, leading up to it? We have uh, We have definitely been looking at the weather and, and watching the weather. And we actually experienced quite a bit of weather yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> How much does that cause problems when you're trying to get everything together, especially for an outdoor game when the uh, weather does not cooperate beforehand? It just makes make for a more difficult working environment, but we we are definitely prepared for, for the weather. Um, yesterday we were, uh, I mentioned the weather yesterday, we had quite a bit of rain here on site yesterday, um, and we just worked through it, and had it been snow, it would have slowed us down a little more, and we would have had to be clearing snow. But we're, we're ready for it, and we just work around it. Now, what kind of weather conditions do you fear the most, uh, especially on a game day? I'm not sure it's a, a, a fear necessarily, but obviously what, what we're looking for is a nice uh, cloud cover overcast day in probably the 40s or 50s to just keep a nice ice surface. Um, rain in, in, in large quantities, that, that can hurt us. I mean, our first and foremost, we have to worry about player safety. So rain, snow, things like that. And then if we're a scheduled for a daytime game, sunlight can, can really hurt us as well, direct sunlight. Yeah, and I, I was saying to the guys, I remember playing as a kid and just how much those outdoor conditions. I'm actually old enough to actually play it in a few outdoor rinks. And uh, remember sometimes how those conditions can really impact the gameplay when you get a little bit of snow on the ice or obviously the moisture as you talk about the the rain kind of potentially falling down and puddling on the ice I, that can cause that puck to stick or potentially just slow down the gameplay completely or the obviously a snow build up that can potentially for a viewer it can sometimes make it more interesting because it kind of levels the playing field for your high skilled players that you got out there on the ice and it increases your chance of turnovers increases the chance of opportunities you got to probably do more saucer passes out there get that puck elevated off the ice i mean there's always interesting elements that go into it i mean even the wind is something that a lot of people don't consider when they're at a outdoor venue for a game that's normally played indoors how much even the wind will factor into it i mean i remember being a kid and literally blowing across the ice (laughs) like a kite a bunch of us little kids having fun doing it between whistles and just blowing around because there was a 30 40 mile an hour wind gust blowing across that ice surface is that something you guys are thinking about, or like a, I mean, obviously, still thinking about the uh, forecast and ahead of time? But is that something the players have talked about at all leading up to this? Yes, definitely. And we work very closely with our hockey operations department, uh, as well as the player association. You know, when we talk about all all of these conditions, and and to your point, uh, yeah, it, it's amazing. You know, a lot of times the general fan just really thinks what the weather, the effect it just has on the ice, but mm-hmm. it can have effect on the players on on their their visors yep. on the the puck moving on the ice exactly and, and 
to your point on the wind, it, it may not seem like a big thing, uh, you know, it's 10, 20 mile an hour wind, but if you're skating with it and then you turn around and skate into it, you really do notice it. Absolutely. So we do, we do um, prepare for it and we have, uh, at times when we have had a sustained wind during gameplay, we have done a hard whistle in the third period to switch ends I to make that. it uh, equal for both teams. Yeah, I remember uh, Winter Classic a few years ago. I think it was with the Red Wings, and it was incredibly sunny on that day. Um, so there was just really bright sun. How do you get the players prepared for that uh, to know that they might be you know, facing some low visibility just because of sunlight? We definitely arm both teams with the forecast. We do everything we can to get the teams on the ice for a practice day the day prior in the same time frame as the game will be played so they fully understand all the conditions, the lighting conditions uh, of the outdoor stadium, sight lines, everything like that. And then, yeah, there's, there's definitely things that show up in the uh, dressing room that you wouldn't normally see in an NHL dressing room, but you might see more in an NFL dressing room, things like the eye black or the head covers and things like that for warmth. Are there also uh, warmers on the bench areas as well for the players? Yes, we do use heated benches. We have them out there and we let the, the players and the coaches just tell us when to turn them up and turn them down during the game. It seems like it gets better and better each and every year in terms of organization and planning and getting the whole thing together. It probably takes a lot of time, but one of the questions I also had about uh, the rink, when you're dealing with a different stadium, how do you guys address uh, sight lines so that uh, spectators can see the most of the game that they can? I mean, we do everything we can to keep the rink as low profile to the field as possible, but in the outdoor environment, it, it is definitely different than a, than a hockey arena where the seating starts right next to the rink. Uh, being set back a little bit, there always is a little bit difference in terms of sight lines to the ice. So we, we do extensive studies of every stadium we go into, and we've also looked at, at other orientations for the rink or places to, to put it, but we do, in general, keep coming back to very similar center of the field layouts provides the most optimal sight lines from the most seats. Now, this will be the 27th outdoor game that the NHL has done. Has there been one that's kind of stood out to you that's been, uh, you know, most memorable? You know, they're, they're all memorable in different ways, I would say. Um, did have uh, a game at the, the Big House in Michigan a few years back that, you know, that was just memorable from the size of the crowd, and it was snowing on game day, and, and it was a real uh, probably a 50-50 crowd. Half the crowd was for the Red Wings, half for the Leafs. So, so that just... Had a, had a really great feel to it. Some of the field designs, we've had very unique field designs in St. Louis and uh, in Washington that, that stand out and are, are quite memorable as well. So uh, every game's memorable for different reasons. What's a, What does it feel like when you finally, everything is all said and done and you get to go up to an upper deck and you get to see the rink and everything constructed? That is Seeing that site for the first time, all that hard work put together, that probably never gets old, I'd imagine. No, you're right. It never does get old. And that's usually, uh, you know, when you say go up to the upper level, that's usually um, one of the last things that uh, a very small group of us do when we're doing our, our final, the, the night before the game, our final walk around of the whole stadium. We usually start on the field and do a, a good a full field walk to check everything. And then the concourses and some of the, the press box booths, and we end up at the very top of the stadium. And you just look out at a very nice, quiet, 
but finished product, and it's uh, it definitely is a great feeling. I can just see that in my in my mind's eye right now. That's <laughs> you know, because the three of us here that that you're speaking with today, uh, Dean, we're all big hockey fans here. We're all big NHL fans, of course. With it being Pennsylvania, you've got those two big NHL Metro teams. Yeah, this is the first time a stadium series has been a rematch, correct? Yeah, this is the second half of a a home and home, if you will, stadium series. So yeah, these two teams faced off two years ago in Pittsburgh and. And now we're here in Philadelphia, so it should be should be good rematch. Roughly about how many people um, are expected to attend uh, the game, the stadium series well, at the link? Yeah, we're expecting uh, probably just over sixty nine thousand people wow. here for for game day. So yeah, the three hockey fans on this call, and then a lot of our <laughs> hockey friends. So that's about uh, roughly about three times the amount of a regular arena game, like at the Wells Fargo Center or where the Penguins play. That is correct. Yes. So when they come walking out that tunnel and they hear the crowd roaring, they'll we continually hear it from the players uh, after these games. They just they didn't know the ones that haven't played in one before. They're not quite sure what to expect, and then you hear them come off the ice, and they're just like, "Wow, that was great." They all of a sudden, just for a few moments, you know, just become 10 years old again, I would imagine, you know? You'll see when they come walking out for the first time, you'll, you know, we, we've usually got it kind of scripted where we need the team to enter from and walk, and you'll see guys sort of stop, take that half step just to take a minute to take it all in. I, I could only imagine. I mean, I remember there was a time, me personally, I was I got to skate on the ice at the Wells Fargo Center, and I, I, I was just looking up and just astounded, knowing that I was on the same ice where like so Eric Lindros yeah, played. Imagine I, now at the link. Yeah. <laughs> I had that exact moment. I was actually one of those kids lucky enough to be a mites on ice between periods. Back in the Lindros era, and give the high five to the players as they're coming <laughs> off the ice, and I remember that exact moment, stepping on the ice and thinking like, oh, I'll look for my mom and dad completely lost and I'm sure if somebody had videotape I just stood there and did circles for about two minutes just looking at everybody just in awe. There's not a single player that you could probably think of that's like oh I'm over this. <laughs> no I think the I think the, the players still enjoy it and like like you were saying Mark it, it brings them back to their 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 youth and their young days playing outside. Oh, and it's the ultimate thing too as a hockey player. Everyone talks about playing some pond hockey. I think this oh, yeah. is the closest thing at an NHL level playing some old school pond hockey. Literally it's it's an even playing field, even though the elements are going to be out there impacting everything. It's it's old school, and that's what I, obviously they keep playing with the winter classic theme and throwing back the throwback jerseys and everything. I, I love it. And so you're dealing with three times the size of a normal NHL crowd. You're trying to do a live broadcast. What's one of the most challenging things of trying to pull that whole thing off when it's the actual when it actually comes to be game time? Well, so just, I mean, coming back to the, the weather conversation, that, um, that is definitely the, the biggest thing we're, we're watching. Obviously, we're making sure everything's running perfectly from a stadium standpoint, and everybody here at Lincoln Financial Field, they're, they're all super professional, so we'll, we'll be good on that standpoint. Uh, traffic and parking and ingress, that's the big thing, but we are watching weather, and we will have a... Uh, a weather person here on site helping us with things. And that's uh, obviously in any outdoor events, that's the biggest variable. Yeah, one last question I have for you, Dean, uh, before we let you go is since the last time that the you know the Flyers were in uh, Stadium Series, a lot has changed for that organization, including a new mascot. I'm talking about Gritty, of course. Is the NHL ready for Gritty and an outdoor Stadium Series game? Yeah, so I, I have heard that he will be making an appearance uh, at our outdoor game. Uh, and uh, yes, we we are ready for him, okay. and I think the the fans are uh, are definitely excited to see him. 
we mentioned the NHL being re- ready for gritty, but is gritty ready for the outdoors? <laughs> <laughs> we will have to see. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say. I, I think we got some I'm people sure, here. I'm sure he's getting just as excited about this as the players are. <laughs> I was gonna. Say, I, I, I'm sure we got some people here that could take care of him and hook him up with some rain gear if he needs it or <laughs> snow gear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seriously, from from all of us here um, at AccuWeather and on the Everything Under the Sun AccuWeather podcast, we we can't thank uh, the NHL enough for for taking the time i know it's it's extremely busy uh just taking a few minutes to to speak with us today about the game that we love so much uh, dean we thank you so much for that no problem well thank you guys very much and uh we look forward to talking to you again sometime and of course a gigantic thank you to the national hockey league as well as dean matsuzaki the nhl's executive vice president of events for taking time to talk with us today on the podcast about that stadium series game in philly And coming up on Saturday night, February 23rd, 8 p.m. is when the puck drops. Flyers versus the Penguins. Now, we talked about the planning, the execution, the organization of what goes into such an amazing event like an outdoor NHL game. But we also kind of need to maybe talk about what the weather might be like for that actual game. Right, Mark? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we got to look at that weather forecast, obviously, very closely. Looking at some of those long-range models, there's a little perturbations in the atmosphere just around that time period, whether it'll come through the day before, on the day of. I mean, that little precipitation can make a big difference, whether it's collecting on the visors, whether it's out there on the ice, changing those conditions. It's going to be a fun game. I mean, you got top players in the world out there on the same sheet of ice. Outside, old-school pond hockey. you got to love it. That's right. You know, to stay on top of the conditions, uh, download the AccuWeather app. That's right. Find it on uh, Google Play or the App Store. Just look for the Orange Sun and download the AccuWeather app today. Yep. Well, that'll do it for uh, this week's show. Mark, thank you so much for uh, sitting in and uh, giving us uh, your meteorological thank you. uh, expertise to yeah. help us because we're two dummies over here. <laughs> thank you, Noah. It was a blast. Closest <laughs> I'll get to working with the NHL, huh? <laughs> Same for all of us. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll be back with a brand new episode soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to AccuWeather's Everything Under the Sun, giving you the stories behind the weather and so much more. New episodes every Thursday. Just search for AccuWeather on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or visit AccuWeather.com slash podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.